Welcome to the Lyme 360 podcast for all things related to Lyme disease and other chronic illnesses. I'm Mimi McLean, Mama 5, founder of Lyme 360 and a fellow Lyme warrior. Tune in each week to hear from doctors, health practitioners, and experts to learn about their treatments, struggles, and triumphs to help you on your healing journey. I'm here to heal with you. Welcome back to the Lime 360 podcast. This is your host, Mimi McLean. And today we have on Christina Dennis, and we are talking about breast implant illness. She is the founder of Size Happy, a movement focused on helping women on their journey to self-love, heal from, and rebel against the unattainable standards the society inflicts on them, and instead embrace their own unique beauty. After suffering from breast implant illness, Christina went through explant surgery and experienced nearly complete healing from the multitude of symptoms and side effects of having breast implants. She is now recognized as an expert in the breast implant illness community, helping others reclaim their health and happiness through education on her blog at sizehappy.net and through her Facebook group, Breast Implant Illness Rejuvenation and Education with Christina. Originally a certified personal trainer, Christina has experienced training and coaching thousands of women who struggle with their self-image and confidence. Health and fitness remain a core passion of hers, and she can be found in the gym on most mornings. Thank you for joining in today. Please go to Lime360.com to sign up for our newsletter so you'll be notified of our next podcast and our weekly newsletter as well. And also, if you would like to help support our podcast, I have a shop page there with all the items that I use and suggest that a little bit of the profit goes to helping fund our podcast. Christina, thank you so much for coming on today. I really appreciate it. I'm excited to talk to you because breast implant illness, which you've had experience with and now have a business about it and help women, is kind of like an unspoken aspect or something that could lead to Lyme. Like, as you know, this is a Lyme community. And, you know, when, when you don't start getting better from a typical Lyme treatment, you start having to peel back, like, what could be the reason why and, and whatnot. And one of those reasons is, I think, breast implants. And people don't usually think that that could be a reason. So it's not really ever brought up. But so I'm excited to have you on today to kind of dissect that and why that is and your experience and what you're doing about it to help other women out. So thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. And I'm so happy to be talking about this topic with your audience. I've lived through it and now it is my passion. It's what wakes me up every day and, and helping other women kind of put the pieces together with why they're not feeling good. And you kind of nailed it, nailed it on the head. It's like, Oftentimes when I see women say, you know, I'm having all these symptoms, one of the first questions I can't help it is to ask them, like, do you have breast implants? Because you're right, like, this is all very new, especially back when I got my breast implants in 2006, I was told they were safe. And so women are still carrying that belief that they're safe. And so when they go to the doctors and they're going in there for fatigue and joint pain and hair loss and they're hormonal and they have anxiety... Their doctors don't think to ask them, well, do you have breast implants or do you have anything implanted in your body? And women don't think to, like, I, it never crossed my mind that it could be my breast implants until I discovered breast implant illness. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's a really great aspect of like, if you are diagnosed with Lyme and some things aren't working, then if you do have breast implants, it could possibly be your breast implants that are just like bogging down your immune system and hindering things. 
Now, what is causing the body to reject it? Is it because you would think, okay, they're made out of saline or whatever. Is it the plastic or is it the saline? Because I, I was looking online there. There's times where they become moldy. So is it the mold in that? Like, how does that happen? Yeah. So we, we're all told that saline breast implants are safer and it is just not true. We're finding that out. And what it is actually is regardless of if you have saline breast implants or the silicone gel filled breast implants, they all have the same shell. So the shell contains up to 40 chemicals, things like formaldehyde, acetone, zinc, talcum powder, paint thinner. So I'm happy to send the list. Everything that's bad for you. <laughs> right. Everything that's bad for you. And also anywhere from six to a dozen heavy metals. Wow. So everybody who has breast implants, whether it's saline or silicone, is, is getting exposed to that silicone shell that has those chemicals and neurotoxins um, and carcinogens on that shell along with the heavy metals. So of course, over time, I always see it as we are slowly poisoning our body. Mm-hmm. Again, I got the silicone gel filled breast implants and I just thought it was silicone, but then come to find out just through women giving their breast implants to like labs, like what is in my breast implant, they were able to find out all of these different chemicals and toxins and heavy metals that are actually made up of the shell of all breast implants. And you did mention about mold. Oftentimes the saline breast implants, because of a faulty valve, it will harbor things like mold and bacteria and fungus inside of your breast implant. And then if if you have a faulty valve, chances are that those, you know, the saline and the mold or bacteria or fungus that's inside of that breast implant is also leaching out into your system as well. So there's two aspects to that. You know, that is a myth that saline breast implants aren't actually any safer than the the silicone gel filled one. So I'm glad you touched upon that. Yeah, because if you look, like if you Google that, I mean, it's it, those pictures are definitely like, oh my God, that's that, I think I would freak if that came out of me and be like, that was in my body because it's just beyond disgusting. But okay, so so there's no safer encasement or whatever you want to call it out there. No. They're all made from this toxic. Yeah. They're all they're all bad. They're all bad. And then so when you put it in, like how long does it typically take for somebody to start seeing? Is it immediate? Is it two years? Like what what do people normally start seeing negative symptoms from it? So, you know, just to kind of bring this up first. So I have my group, my group has over 8,000 members right now. So I'm always seeing a common theme in my group. And again, every body is different. So every body is going to respond to these breast implants a lot differently, especially if you have like the MTHFRG mutation, or if your immune system is just already weakened, and then you get the breast implants, you will probably see a, I don't want to say failing, but for lack of a better word, a failing of your health a lot sooner than like a very healthy body. I've seen some women who have said like, I just got my implants like six months ago, and I'm already experiencing rashes my hair's falling out and I have a lot of anxiety and they just found out about breast implant illness. And they're like, I'm really scared now. I don't know what to do. But the common year is anywhere from five to seven years after breast implants. That's what we're kind of seeing with the trends. And that was actually my case as well. I had my breast implants for almost 12 years and the first five years were great for me. But then the last like six to seven years, I was a mess. (laughs) And how did you figure out that's what was causing it? Well, I was going in and out of doctors and everything was just checking out normal. My thyroid was normal. My hormones were normal. Just everything was normal. But I literally felt like I was dying. I was in my early 30s 
And I would wake up every morning and I felt like I was in my 70s or 80s just because my hip joint hurts. I was always so tired. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of brain fog, just like memory issues. And I was just always in, inside of doctors because I was like, I just don't feel good. I don't know what's wrong with me. And we just kept you know, looking into things and nothing checked out. Um, the only thing that I did find out that I had was something called the Epstein-Barr virus, which I guess... Mm, like, which everybody has. If you've had one out, you have it. Yeah, like 80% of the population has. So, you know, again, I was in and out of the doctors, but then in 2017, and this was like four years into me not feeling good, but in 2017, I discovered breast implant illness. And it was on the news downstairs on my local um, news station. And there was just like a handful of women on the news and they were talking about how they had all of these symptoms. And I was like, so what piqued my interest was like, oh my God, I have all those symptoms too. And then they talked about this thing called breast implant illness. You're like, I have that too. <laughs> yeah. And then they talked about how they removed their breast implants. They had an explant surgery and all of their symptoms either completely went away or vastly improved. So then of course me trying to figure out what the heck is wrong with my body. I researched breast implant illness. I learned what the breast implants are made out of. I learned what they do to our body. And I was like, okay, this has to be what's wrong with me. Because for the last four years, I'm going in and out of doctors. I'm trying different protocols. I'm cleaning up my household cleaning products and my hygiene products. And I'm trying to remove all these toxins from out here thinking like, you know, maybe something's triggering me feeling bad. But the whole time, it was what was inside of me that was making me feel this way. So it took me about a year to explant. And after I explanted literally that day, my hip joint pain just completely went away. That fast? That fast. I have not had any hip joint pain since the day of my explant. And it's been about three and a half years now. Um, my hair is growing back again. It's not falling out every time that I shower. No anxiety, no depression. I had blurry vision. My vision's a lot better. I had swollen lymph nodes and those are gone. How long did the rest of those symptoms take to clear up? Like days or weeks, months? My fatigue and brain fog, like I feel like went away pretty quick. Amazing. It just like lifted. And John was like, she looked so much healthier right after her surgery. And you would think I would look so run down and like, mm -hmm. you know, all that after my surgery. But he's like, her color was there and her face was dewy. And she just like had life behind her eyes again. Um, sorry, still get emotional, obviously. Mm. It's just like, I didn't change anything in my lifestyle. I just explanted. I removed my breast implants and that that's what it took. Cause she was making, I get it. Cause I had, um, a tooth extracted one time. I went to a biological dentist and I had a, a mat. He goes, Ooh, your teeth are like, this. I had a root canal. He's like, it is so mm. infected. You need to pull it. And I remember him saying, you know, when, when you're out, when you're done, you're not going to be able, you're going to be in a rough shape tonight. You're going to, you're not going to move and you're going to be in a lot of pain. I literally skipped out of that dentist's office. He's like, Oh my God, I've never seen anybody. I'm like, I'm so not in pain anymore because of like, I just feel so much better by having that rotten tooth out of my head. Yeah. Like it was instant, like nothing hurt. I've had so much energy. I think it was just drink, I, I, kind of the same thing, but not a smaller scale. Yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, and it's also another story. I have my Lyme doctor. It was funny because she does this test and she can figure out exactly why your mitochondria is not working. And your mitochondria is like super important, right? That's oh, what, yeah. the energy and the ATP in your body. From what I gather, I'm not a scientist yeah. or doctor, but <laughs> that's what she told me. And she was saying like, you have something plastic in your body. That's why your mitochondria is not working. She's like, do you have breast implants? And I was like, no. And she's like, 
because whatever's in your body is equivalent to having breast implants. And this is usually like when your mitochondria is not working, it's because of breast implants. And I was like, that is so strange. And we come to figure out that when I had my tooth pulled, I put a plastic tooth in because I didn't want to deal with like a bridge because I didn't want to deal with surgery until I got completely better. She's like, that plastic from that tooth is doing the same thing as breast implants. Um, wow. Yeah. So it was crazy. She's like, any kind of plastic like that in your body or any kind of metal or anything like that, Yeah, your body just might not be able to take. So tell us a little bit about your community now, your business, your course, what you offer to help other women. Because I do definitely think people who have Lyme or chronic Lyme, and if you do have breast implants and you have not addressed that and you're not getting better that might be the next stone to turn over. Yeah. So Size Happy is my brand. And funny thing is, I actually came up with Size Happy when I was helping women with binge and emotional eating because they just, they, I was like, they just want to be like happy, size happy. Mm -hmm. But after my explant and women saw my brand, it kind of took on a whole new meaning of being size happy. And I love that. And I'm really passionate, obviously, about that. But um, my Facebook community, it's called Breast Implant Illness Rejuvenation and Education with Christina. It's really a place to go to get support, to find answers, to help you prepare safely for an explant, to help you recover safely from an explant. Of course, I talk a lot about body image and adjusting to your new breast because for me, it was a really easy decision. But for a lot of women, it's not. They're not ready to remove a part of them that helps them feel better and improves their confidence and you know makes them happy and everything like that. So it is definitely an emotional adjustment and mental adjustment as well. But it's just a really safe safe space to come and just find answers. Me personally, it's not my approach to tell you you need to explant or this or that. It's me presenting the information to you and you doing what you want with it because I truly do believe it's your body, it's your choice, it's your health. And you know you just go from there. And then with Size Happy, I'm all about helping women to improve their confidence and their happiness and not have it be attached to their gene size, their breast size, their body size. Because I am a child of the 90s and 2000s, watched a lot of MTV and got a lot of subliminal programming done to, that told me I needed to look a certain part if I wanted to be happier, feel prettier and all of that. And I've gone through the gamut. I've had eating disorders and weighed everything, weighed my food, weighed myself. I was a slave to numbers and sizes for many years. And just, you know, of course, going through all this just found that those things really don't matter, especially when your health is in jeopardy. It's your health is most important, well over vanity and looking good and all of that. So again, you can go to my Facebook group. I'm also really active on Instagram at I am size happy. But it's just a place that'll empower you to feel good and really put your health and your happiness before anything in life. Mm -hmm. No, it's definitely true. I mean, do you find most of the women who explant, is that what you're calling it? Yeah, explant. Mm -hmm. Are they typically already have symptoms and feeling sick or are they doing it as a precaution because they hear that it's bad? Yeah, I would say 95% are doing it because they are sick. They're not feeling well. They're not getting answers. They've done all the things. Their doctors have told them your labs look normal or it's all in your head or this or that. 
And there is a very small percentage of women who want to just be proactive. And they're like, knowing what I know now, I really don't want to take the risk of like any of this happening to me. So I'm just going to go ahead and explant. But most of the women, especially in my group, are already just not feeling really well and you know, are willing to go through an explant surgery to get some relief. Right. I mean, because I think you and I, when you're in such a bad place health-wise, you do anything at that point. <laughs> Yeah. To feel better that like you're saying, I know it's like hard vanity wise, but at the same time, you're like, oh, like if that's going to make me feel better, then that's what I got to do. Out of the 95%, how many of them actually begin to feel better after their surgery? I would say 75%. Okay. There is that very small group of women, like I said, especially if you have like the MTHFRG mutation or you have autoimmune issues or you're on a lot of medication or you have a high stressed life, you know, those are some things that kind of interfere with healing and getting better, but it can take years. There are women in my group who still years later aren't feeling better. Like they still have a lot of, a lot of issues. A lot of them, you know, their fatigue went away and maybe their joint pain went away, but they still do have like a handful of symptoms that still haven't resolved. But, uh, you know, the vast majority of women within like the first, I'd say month, I'd say month or like I explained it a month ago and like, I just feel so much better. I can breathe a lot deeper now. Like my energy's through the roof. You know, I haven't experienced any anxiety. So there are like a lot of positive stories coming out after women explant. Mm -hmm. Is there anything you recommend for afterwards as far as like supplements, especially like if you think about it, if you've had this like leaking saline, yeah, moldy water in your body, I mean, you wouldn't expect to feel better right away. You would think there's got to be some kind of detoxing work to get that out of you. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I'm not a doctor or anything, but what I would suggest for anybody who's had a saline breast implant and there's mold inside of that breast implant is to work with somebody Mm -hmm. who can test you for mold and also treat you for mold, whatever that may look like. If you've had a ruptured silicone breast implant, there is a supplement called inositol. Um, I believe it's like a B vitamin derivative. And it does help convert silicone into silica so that your body can easily extract it. And then I also have my program. It's called the BII Bridge. And I, of course, created that program because back when I was recovering from breast implant illness, there there wasn't anything out there that I could actually like follow and go through to help me just cleanse my body after my explant. Because you're right, like we are exposed to those toxins and those heavy metals. And explanting is step one. I always say it's not like the cure. You are going to need to really clean up your body afterwards. So, you know, there is that and there's a protocol in there for detoxing. It's nothing harsh. It's very gentle, but it's very effective. Um, And it's a whole three months after your explant to just help open up your detox pathways because you really Mm want to make sure you do that first instead of just like jumping in there and, you know working on maybe like a liver detox, but you haven't done anything for the colon yet. So you're backed up. So it's like a whole thing that I can get into. I have a entire video on my YouTube channel about how to detox after explanting, but you want to make sure that you do it right, of course. But I would definitely send anybody that way to the BII Bridge program because I'm just with you every step of the way and I've gone through it and a lot of other women have and there's the testimonials and everything like that. But Mm -hmm. you're right. Like you really do need to cleanse your body and help your body after you do explant and remove those breast implants. And then where will they find the, um, the program? So it's uh, BIIBridgeprogram.com. 
Okay, perfect. So Christine, is there anything else we haven't touched on yet that you think would be informative for anybody from the Lyme community? Yeah, I mean, I just want to go over some symptoms. So if anybody out there is experiencing any of these symptoms, they can maybe be like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I've tried everything else and you know, could be this. So some of the common symptoms, and there is a long list, but I'm going to keep it down to like the most common cluster of symptoms is fatigue. So if you just feel like you could sleep all day, yet you get a good night's sleep, if you have that kind of chronic fatigue, brain fog, insomnia, joint pain, hair loss, inflammation. So a lot of women they show the pictures before when they had the breast implants and just how like puffy and swollen they look. And then after they explant, like within a month, like their face is a lot slimmer and like their whole body just like loses all of this inflammation. Of course, anxiety and depression, a lot of us just go through that. I think because we're just so scared about our health and we can't find the answer. So it just kind of contributes to that. Heart palpitations, swollen lymph nodes, and like gasping for air. Those are the common symptoms. So like If you are experiencing any of those and you can't figure out why, or your doctor's testing you for things, but everything's coming out normal and you do have breast implants, definitely just look into breast implant illness and what these breast implants are made out of and what they do to the body. Because the moment that we get them implanted inside of us, it sends off an immune and an inflammatory response in our body because our body doesn't recognize that it's like intruder, invader, foreign object. They don't recognize this. And so our beautiful, intelligent, smart body goes to protect us. And it creates this red capsule around the implant to help protect the rest of your entire body. And that's, you know, if you do decide to explant, I'll just keep this brief, but if you do decide to explant, you do want to get the capsule out with your breast implant. Um, it's very, very important. So it's literally the capsule, what is it? Cells? What, what is it's, it? Um, it's like scar tissue. So your body wow. literally makes it to protect the rest of your body from the breast implant. So if you look under like explant surgery, like the hashtag explant surgery um, or explant, you'll see images of like, you know, the breast implants on a table after an explant surgery. And there'll be this red capsule around the breast implant. It's called the capsule. We call it the capsule, but your body literally created that to protect you from those chemicals and those heavy metals, you know, leaching out any further or faster inside of your body. So when you do, or if you do get your extent, you want that capsule out also because that capsule could, and most likely does contain some of those chemicals and heavy metals that were like leaching out from the breast implants, which is really, really important to get that out. Also, there have been quite a few women who got an explant and their plastic surgeon didn't get all the capsule out and they still remain sick. So they had to go in and have another surgery just to get the capsule out. And then they started to feel better after their explant. So it's just, it's really important that you do this. And all of this information is inside the group. It's easy to read, easy to go through step-by-step. So I don't want to throw too much out there. Because it's important too, because I feel like the same thing with Lyme. Like when you have this much inflammation in your body, it's not good because in the long term it can cause cancer and other illnesses. Like your body can't stay in that state forever. Yeah. Because then it just starts breaking down and, and causing other issues. So it's super important. One thing I learned though about breast implants, which I did not know, is they only last for like 10 years. I thought they were like permanent, like you could just keep them in, but right? Is it 10 years? Most surgeons should say that you should get them exchanged every eight to 10 years. Right. So luckily my surgeon did tell me that. There are some women though who got them done like in the 80s and 90s who were told they're lifetime devices. You never need to remove them. 
And those women now are, gosh, in their 60s and 50s, and they're in my group. And I, they're like, I've had my implants for 30 years. And you know, my surgeon told me they were safe and they were lifetime devices and I'm really sick and, and stuff like that. But yeah, they do need to get exchanged like every decade. Otherwise they decompose. I mean, they'll start kind of... They break down. Yeah. I've seen implants that are only like maybe five to seven years old and they're mush. They're literally disintegrated, mush, ruptured implants. You know, it's just like, honestly, I don't know how these things ever got approved. It's like somebody is like, I'm going to take the most toxic things in the world, put them into one thing and implant them inside of a woman's body forever. Yeah, because they're FDA approved, right? So how would you FDA approve something with that many chemicals and that many... (sighs) The studies. I guess it's the same way that the mercury got FDA approved, right? The mercury cavities like, or, you know, um, fluoride for the dentist's office. Like that stuff is the worst. That's why we're having all these Alzheimer's issues. You know, you you wonder how all these things get... Crazy. Okay. This is, um, it's a lot to take in. Yeah, it can be for sure. Oh, but at least there's a solution. And, you know, as, as you said, just getting your head around it. I just got my whole life just gotten used to having small boobs. So I think, you know, you just, whatever. I think because I had such a, when I was little, I had a bad accident and I've had so many issues like health wise that I'm like the least amount of time I ever can spend in like to do anything I left out of I'm like it's just not worth it yeah yeah for sure (laughs) but thank you so much Christina this is amazing and I really appreciate your time and your knowledge and I know for a fact you will be helping somebody out who's listening who probably never thought to even think about this as part of their healing journey right yeah so but thank you very much I really appreciate it thank you thank you for the opportunity Each week, I will bring you different voices from the wellness community so that they can share how they help their clients heal. You will come away with tips and strategies to help you get your life back. Thank you so much for coming on, and I am so happy you are here. Subscribe now and tune in next week. If you want to learn how I detox and you want to check out my Detox for Lyme checklist, go to lime360.com forward slash detox checklist. You can also join our community at Lyme360 Warriors on Facebook, and let's heal together. Thank you.